and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. I believe that we can thrive in all areas of life at the same time. But where do we begin? Personally, financially, spiritually, relationally... And often because we don't know where to focus, we do nothing. At least that's the space I lived in for several years. I know what it feels like to constantly be spinning my wheels. And that's exactly why I created the Dream Life Daily Journal. After working through the Dream Life Action Planner, we need to do something every day so we actually take steps in the direction we desire. Throughout the years, I've developed success habits that have helped me to create a Dream 10 life in all areas by focusing on one area at a time. And I teach you exactly what to do each and every day in the Dream Life Daily Journal. You'll find a gratitude game every day to start the morning off right. A space for prayer, meditation, journaling. A space to write down your clear and intentional Dream Life goal with affirmations and visualizations connected to that goal. You'll then have a spot to write down your dream life action to-do list so you can be intentionally taking action towards your goal every single day. I know that by completing the Dream Life Daily Journal every day for at least 30 days, you can create momentum. And when you do that, my friends, you can live your dream life too. Check out the dreamlifetoolkit.com or Amazon to get your copy of the Dream Life Daily Journal today. Big, big welcome back to the Dreamcast. You guys, I'm so excited for our next guest because she is again teaching us that we truly can have it all. She has been a top leader in a network marketing company and also has built a brand that is making millions per year and she's doing both well. I love that you can truly thrive in your business and your company, but then also brand yourself and and have a voice where you can or have a space for your own voice. You know, and I think all of us who are listening are looking for more in our life. We're looking for more within ourselves. And and I'm excited to hear her story so we can all take it to heart and gain the courage that we need to take the step in the direction that God has been calling us to. We've we've been hearing it, but are we actually doing it? That's the question. And, And our next guest absolutely has. So in 2012, she received what she calls that call. (laughs) An old boyfriend from high school asked her if she was happy with her financial situation and if she was happy with her job. And she very frankly said, no. I guess I'm going to ask you listeners, are you happy with your financial situation? Are you happy at your job? What's your answer? So he then asked if she understood residual income and asked if uh, you know her options were open, if she was interested in learning a little bit more. And she said, yes, she stepped into this industry and grinded it for two years, gave it everything in her body and learned so much along the way that not only was she in the top 12 income earner in that company, but she was able to truly shift her family her finances, and her life because she learned the skills, not only of financial freedom, 
um, but of really creating a community that takes people somewhere. So we call her the branding queen, uh, big Dreamcast. Welcome to Marina Simone. Oh my gosh. I'm like over here, like that's the best introduction I think I've <laughs> ever got any, anywhere. And I love it. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so honored. Your story, honestly, like just stalking you before I came on. Very excited. So honored to be here. Well, I'm glad to have you. I know we chatted a bit before we pressed record and we're like, we are very similar. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I love hanging, hanging out with other visionaries who are excited to give back into the world. And that's why you created Moms and Heels, which is your personal coaching brand. So I want to, before we get into what you're doing now, I'd love for you to take us uh, on a little journey of what got you here. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think for me, growing up with a mom who was in the world of education, she was a principal, you know, school was really something that was important for her. And so it was important to me because it was important to her, but I never felt like I fit in anywhere. I can remember when I was younger, I was wearing knee socks at the private Catholic school I went to, and it wasn't in the handbook that you were allowed to wear knee socks, but I did it anyway. And the school had to change the handbook for me, right? Because I was, I, you know, proved them wrong. And there was always something like I never felt like I fit in. And it wasn't until I was, you know, I had my daughter when I was 25 years old that it made me stop and kind of look at the degree that I had, the, the cubicle that I was working in. And I just, I felt empty. I felt like I was missing something and I didn't know exactly what it was. And so, of course, when I heard the word business, I thought, ooh, make money. And so I thought maybe if I chase making money, that would make me feel better. And I was a single broke mom at the time, so I needed that anyway. So that's kind of where my journey began. I got introduced to network marketing, which then led me to online marketing, which now has led to my brand. And the big piece of the Moms and Heels brand is just helping women be fierce, blossom, and free, whatever that means. For some, it's building a business online. For some, it's building a network marketing business. And for some, it's just finding their impact in the world. And and that's truly what the brand's about. So how many years was this transition from corporate job to creating your own brand? Absolutely. That's a great question. You know, because a lot of times people will look at the end result, which I'm not even at the end result, but they look at where I am and they're like, oh, she got there so fast. I don't feel like it was fast. So in 2012, I was still working in a cubicle for a third-party company in Amazon, but I also got introduced to network marketing. The first two years in network marketing, I made no money. In fact, I spent more than I made and went into debt. And that was scary for me because it was like I was chasing something that I didn't know if it was going to work, but I was trying to prove everyone wrong. In 2014 is when I started building on social media and I found success. End of 2016, beginning of 2017, I launched Moms and Heels, like a real business. Um, and then here I am today. Awesome. I love that you said network marketing introduced you to online marketing. And yeah. I think that's a really important shift that a lot of us need to be making. My husband, we started our company in 2007. So there was mm-hmm. no Instagram, Facebook, social media. I think YouTube videos could be two minutes or less. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so we had to learn, we learned Google and we learned SEO and things like that. So tell us a little bit, what's the difference between network marketing and like getting out belly to belly and then online marketing? So for me, like in my first company in the first two years, we didn't build online, right? It was same thing, belly to belly. I can remember my mentor telling me to walk around with 10 marbles in one pocket. And until I invited 10 people to take a look at the DVD I was going to hand them, I couldn't go home, like and move the 10 marbles to the other pocket. Like 
Can you imagine single mom in high heels going to gas stations to ask random men to please watch a video and here's my phone number? Like that's legit what I was doing. Creepy, right? So for me, it just didn't work. I wanted to be home with my kid. Like I was a mom. I didn't want to miss any more things in her life I had already missed from a job. And it was it was just rough for me. And then when her dad and I got back together and he was watching her, I was leaving them to drive an hour and 45 minutes to go do a meeting for somebody. And then no one would show up. I was mortified and embarrassed because it, you know, I would lie to him and tell him, yeah, there were like five people there. They're going to sign up. And, you know, it was just like, I, I saw it, but he didn't get it, but he was still supportive. Oh gosh. It was just that. And then on social media, I could be in my pajamas I could invite people. They didn't know my past. They they didn't know things that maybe other people knew that I was calling and asking them to check out how we're going to make millions of dollars. And it allowed me to utilize attraction marketing. It allowed me to, it, it made me feel like I could fit in in my world that I created, right? Like I didn't have to fit in anymore in that world. I created the world that I wanted to be in. And that's, I think the biggest, part of why I think I found success is because I found people that felt like they didn't fit into. Well, and you you could share your story with more than just the one person in the room. You oh know, you really yes. were able to share your story, your heart, your mission with people all around the world. So what did you start doing on social media that started getting eyes on you where you were like, oh my gosh, this is working? Well, when I first started, it was like curiosity stuff. Like, so, you know, just enough to get someone to pay attention or to like or comment. Like that was my whole thing. I was like, okay, if I can get someone to kind of raise their hand, then I can invite them into a Facebook group. And back then when we first got started, there was, you didn't even have to get approval. You could just add someone in. And so I would add them into the group and then I would message them and say, listen, I just added you into this group and you showed a little bit of interest here. I don't know, you might be interested. So now there's a little bit of a process, but Facebook groups is where I started back in 2014. And we grew a Facebook group in 18 months. Like I think it got to like 60,000 leads and prospects back in that time. And that was huge. I mean, it went so fast, we couldn't keep up. And that was a big part of how we built then. And that's how I build now. And that's how I build my brand now is through the Facebook groups. I, I lead them through other platforms, but it just, it builds that culture and community. Yeah. What are some of the curiosity posts that you find work best? You know, before and afters, for those of you that are in like weight loss or skincare or whatever, I don't feel like those are working as best as they used to because people don't believe them. I mean, you've got to understand we're in a world of digital media where we can we can squeeze in the waist and puff out the booty, right? So, and that's honestly what people think are happening with before and afters. So I don't teach that. For me, it's like building more of a social proof and telling that story. Can you find that one pain point that you can speak to, to build that curiosity. For example, dude, the scale finally moved and my mom pooch is disappearing. Boom. That's going to hit every mom that just had a baby. That's going to hit the moms that can't get the scales to move. It said nothing about how many pounds I lost because most of compliance, you shouldn't be saying that anyway, right? It's not like making any claims. It's not showing a before and after of my mom pooch, which probably don't want to do that anyway. Right. So it's just like a simple statement celebrating myself. And, and that's big for moms, something for makeup. It could be something, and I'll just kind of give some examples if that's cool. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, I, I, we can't assume everyone's in weight loss. Um, <laughs> but like for makeup, like finally, I found a makeup that doesn't 
make my pores look bigger than they are, feeling smoothy and groovy, like whoop, whoop, like little things like that. Think of the problem. Think of a way to celebrate the win that you had. You're going to have people that like and comment and then take it to that next step with them. Yeah. Yeah. And so you add them to groups and you build community within the group so then they can get to know you, right? Yeah. So we do that. Um, I do the same thing with my coaching business. You know, we just we want people to know that they can be a part of something that's bigger than just that small little problem or small little goal that they have. They can be a part of a bigger community. So that's been huge for my brand too. I mean, moms and heels, they named themselves healers. So oh. I talk to them and I'm like, what's up healer? And that's huge because they feel like they're a part of something bigger than themselves. Yeah. I actually am reading uh, building a story brand Best book ever. right now. Um, whoa, who's the author? I totally forgot. Oh, um, oh gosh. Now you're going to make me look Donald Miller. There you go. There you Donald go. Miller. Yeah. Yep. I heard him speak one time and, and I've loved him ever since. So for those that are listening, building a story brand, and he talks about how there's several pain points that clients have. And one of them is community. And one of them is meaning and purpose. Mm-hmm. And so I love that you're taking this like pain point of weight loss, but then you're also crossing a bridge and adding them to a community, which is another place they probably would want support and and even deepening that with the deeper meaning of, of healers and we're a tribe and we're doing this together and we all can succeed and that kind of thing. Absolutely. And, and, and as humans, we fiend for purpose and connection. So you need to remember that when you think about anything, whether it's your network marketing business or building your brand and you have that, uh, I don't know if I should reach out to that person. That person is looking for connection too. It's just whether or not you two connect to one another. That's really all it comes down to. Yeah. Now I've been told that you are the branding queen. Now no. tell me what, what does that mean? <laughs> So, I mean, what I think it means and what they think it means. So I think one of the most important parts of my brand is helping busy moms, busy women identify their brand, identify their mission statement and identify their impact. You know, I just did a video the other day that my sister's literally editing right now for YouTube. And I'm talking about like, people can't just continue to chase a buck. They have to put meaning behind it. Kind of like what we were just talking about. I really help network marketers, online coaches, entrepreneurs, figure out what that message is and what does that message mean for them? Not just because it sounds good, because I can say a lot of things that sound really, really good, but cubicle to throne, my hashtag has meaning behind it for me. I missed my daughter take her first steps because I was stuck in a cubicle. Now I'm sitting on a throne and it's a full circle moment because the other day I just watched my nine month old take her first steps. It's a meaning behind everything we do. And when you have that kind of connection to your mission statement and to your brand, you're unstoppable. Nothing will get in the way. You're going to have moments. Believe me, I get frustrated. I blow up sometimes. Like that's just me because I get very little sleep, right? (laughs) But I can also pivot quickly because I know what my mission is. And so a lot of people that are out here trying to make sales, they don't have a mission. They don't have that bigger picture. They don't have that bigger impact. And so one of the things that I do is I work with top leaders in network marketing that are looking to push out of, not out of, but looking for something more. They're looking for something bigger. They want to do what I've done with Moms and Heels. And so we have to identify that brand, the message, the mission statement, and the impact. Well, and I think it's interesting for anyone, no matter what level you are in a business or getting started or new or seasoned or whatever, 
to have your own personal mission behind the business because a lot of us are marketing the business. You know, we're marketing their before and afters or we're marketing their logos and things like that. And again, none of it's bad, but it is interesting to think about your own personal story because people are going to sign up with you. Mm. And so you want to have your message, your meaning. Now, when I hear brand, I think of like color scheme. So you're Mm -hmm. telling me that it's more than just a design and a logo. It's truly the backbone of of a business. Yeah. So Moms and Heels is a piece of my brand. It is a big part of it, but Marina Simone is the brand. And so you are your brand and there are lots of like layers to you. There's lots of like, I love, I love fashion. That doesn't mean I make money off of it. I just love it. So I talk about it. I love makeup. I don't sell makeup, but I love it. So I talk about it. I love getting my nails done, but I don't do nails, right? I have the beauty part. And then I also have the network marketing piece. And then I have the branding piece. Like there's so many, so many levels to us as humans. And a website doesn't matter. I made over $200,000 with my brand without having a website in 2017 or 18. I don't remember which year it was. So you don't need a website, a logo. Are those things, do they matter? Yes. If you want to go like next level and you're ready for that, sure, you need them. But at the end of the day, who are you? What are your beliefs? What values do you have? And how are you transferring that belief onto your your audience that has a problem that you can solve? And what's that bigger impact that they can be a part of? That's it. And the money will come. Amazing. I love that. Because I think you're right. Whenever people feel stuck, they're like, I need to redo my website. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no, boo-boo. Your website ain't the problem. Yeah. 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 So you really yeah. help with clarity of next steps with missions. So when a client comes to you, what are some of the problems or struggles they're currently having? So when it comes to, you know, branding, it's, it's a lot of what we kind of just said, like, I don't know who my audience is. That's actually the first one. It's like, I don't know who my audience is and the content to put out to talk to the audience. And most of the time, people are putting out content that will go viral <laughs> because they want the likes and the views. And that shouldn't matter to someone. So I think it's like helping people have that the paradigm shift, like having that shift of no followers does not equal money. Because I have a friend that I worked with, she has over 700,000 followers, and she never made a dollar off of them. So what does that matter if you're not monetizing or if you're not making an impact, right? I have another woman that I'm gonna start working with, she's got a following of 1.2 million, and she doesn't make very much money at all. And so it really comes down to finding who it is you want to talk to and creating content for them. Quality versus quantity. Quality versus quantity and clarity of exactly what they want, not what you think they want. And I think that's hard for people to kind of see because they're like, well, I like the viral posts. Cool. But nobody's monetizing off of most of them. So what? A video goes viral on Twitter of a kid falling down the stairs. I'm saying this because this happened to our family during the prom my cousin's boyfriend fell down the stairs. It went viral on Twitter, like viral. They made no money off of it. So viral does not mean money. Viral does not necessarily mean impact. It just means funny entertainment. It can maybe do brand awareness. So it would be like shifting that mindset. So that's like the first two kind of things. Who are we talking to and what kind of content should I put out? Right. 
right? And then you've talked a lot about systems too. So then when you have a system, you don't have to think as much. You know what you're doing every day. You don't sit like reorganizing your desk because you're not sure what to do. So what are some of the systems that you've put in place that have been helpful for your business? So one of them for communication with myself and my hashtag work wife, uh, Marissa, who's my assistant, is Trello. Trello has been absolutely amazing. We were using Asana, but we like Trello better because Trello just allows us to do more things and, and we just love it. And there's a lot of upgrades that are coming. Tailwind has been absolutely incredible for our business when it comes to like Pinterest and for um, scheduling, you know, posts on Instagram. Um, what are some other things? At the end of the day, the systems that we've built of how we run our content is why I can show up on multiple social media platforms. And I'm truly slaying on more than just one. And I'm not exhausted. I'm not glued to my phone. I can shut down the computer and shut down and walk away. It's why my network marketing team can thrive is because there's systems in place. You want to make money while you sleep. You got to have systems. Let's be real here, right? Yeah, I used this example, I think last night, McDonald's has a system. That's why the fries taste the same here in Florida that they do in Paris. So systems are key to scaling your business and to not working 24 seven, which you just said too, you wanted to be able to pick your kids up from school. And that's why you started this podcast. Just to yeah, exactly. You don't want way. to be the bottleneck of your business. If all no. the answers need to come through you, you will not be happy. <laughs> I think it was hard pill for me to swallow though in the beginning. Like, what do you mean I'm not the issue? What do you mean I'm not the one that's got to do everything? What do you mean I got to let people do it and it's not going to be perfect? I think that was a really hard pill for me to swallow for a while. It is interesting, especially when we feel like we know the answers. We're like, mm-hmm. I just want to answer it. I just want to be the one that knows everything. But yeah, sometime I remember... When I was doing team calls for a bunch of different teams, I was like, my goal is to make you the leader. So I'm on the beach. I'm trying to phase myself out here. That's right. (laughs) Put me on a beach with a sleigh team, please. (laughs) So you have had several pivots from, from corporation to being introduced to network marketing, to learning social media marketing, list generation, copywriting. I mean, there's There's a lot that goes into sending an email to your clients or creating content that gets seen and noticed and actually people take action on and and growing your coaching brand. Now that you have clients, what do you do with them and that kind of thing. So first of all, I want to honor the pivots and growth you've made over the past few years because a lot of times it's very easy to stay where we are because we get comfortable even though we know we've got the stirring for more. And I'd love to hear maybe one or two of like things you had to overcome throughout that journey. Yeah, well, thank you, by the way. I appreciate that because, you know, sometimes it gets lonely at the top. So (laughs) I really appreciate that coming from you. You know, building the brand first came from, I think, scarcity mindset, to be honest, of what if. You know, in my network marketing business, I was doing phenomenal. But at the same time, like I didn't own that business. So there comes the control freak in me. I'm like, oh no. So that's what got me started with, okay, I'll do some coaching on the side type thing. But then it turned into a little bit more. And I I remember the day that I declared what my big kind of goal was, not kind of, but what like my overall impact and mission was. And it's to help women with addiction and mental illness, not while they're in it, but when they come right out of it, because it's something that's really close to home. I suffer with depression, anxiety, and I'm type two bipolar. And I haven't shared that all over the place. But as my brand grows, I share more. And so it's very close to my heart, because I know what a struggle it is for me and for my sisters. And so when I started declaring that, 
it was like God called me to do something bigger. And he said building this brand was going to be more than just making money. And sometimes I lose sight of that. And he reminds me, he humbles me real quick. I think he did that yesterday. But anyway, (laughs) but that was a moment for me where it was like, okay. And then I remember when I tried to fight it, I physically became ill. Like, and it started happening to me again. So I'll say that's the second piece. But like, I started to feel nervous again. And my palms were sweaty before I spoke. And I've been on stages of 5000 people, I've been on stages of 100 people, and I've never worried. I've all I got this. And all of a sudden, that fear started coming over me again, because I was starting to play bigger. Then for 2017, 2018, middle of 2019, I was good all over again. I was comfortable. Now all of a sudden, again, here I am and I'm facing, I was nervous before I got onto this with you. I'm nervous before I speak on stage next week. I'm nervous before I start recording things. And sometimes almost to the point where I throw up my anxiety, right? You know, maybe we need to adjust meds or something. I don't know. But I will say that that's the second moment. And that's that level up moment that I'm feeling again right now that God is calling me something bigger. And so for anyone that's listening to this, and you might be like, Oh, that's a little foo foo. I want you to just take a minute and take a deep breath and think about if you're in a comfortable spot right now, that's not where you're meant to be. I promise you it's not. And I know it's hard, you know, from the outside looking in, it looks completely different. And maybe you need to ask people around you that are really close to you if they see a bigger picture for you, maybe if you can't see it right now. My mom and my and my honey bunches of oats is always, which is my man Jason, my husband, those two have always helped me see things I can't see. They've helped me see a different perspective of when things happen. So the support system has been really great there. But those are two moments that I'm in it right now. Like I'm in that level up moment for myself. Well, I love that you can identify nervousness, um, a bit of anxiety as being a level up moment, as being, all right, I'm stepping outside my comfort zone one more time. And it's either I'm growing or I'm dying. So, exactly. so you can take those nerves and be like, this is excitement. This is courageousness. This is me like standing up strong in my power and who I am and um, boldly. And, and proudly and confidently and allowing yourself to shine because that those nerves can either make you shrink or be a reminder that you have to, you know, we're standing up taller. Yeah. And believe me, there's times where I'm like, maybe I'll cancel. Maybe I'll cancel. Maybe I'll just cancel. Like that goes through my head sometimes. I mean, I'll get dry mouth and super nervous. I want you to know that we at the whatever success level you kind of think that we're at or whatever that means to you, like we all go through the same things. It's just we're at a different level or a different time in our life. That's really what it is, a different piece of our journey or different chapter. Yeah, I remember the day before my first like big live personal um, workshop, Dream Space, I was laying in bed listening to worship music the night before just to kind of get my mind space. And I'm praying for everybody that's coming in the room and and I had tears going down my eye, like my cheeks. And I kept thinking like, why do I do this to myself? Mm. And, and I, as I'm kind of thinking about this, I'm like, I can't imagine not doing this, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes when you say yes, and then you go, oh dear, mm-hmm. <laughs> what does yeah. this mean? Yeah. Um, but you also said your passion it became your accountability. I want to hear more about that. You know, just the the tribe, the healers, they keep me moving. I compete with myself only. I don't compete with anyone else. So I'm like the worst person to compete with myself because I'm always pushing. But um, the healers keep me in check. And in such a good way, like their messages to me on a regular basis of telling me like wins they've had or questions, it just 
maybe it's codependency, who knows, but I love that. I love that I'm able to help them. But what they don't realize is they're helping make me a better person. And that's just been such a blessing for me. They don't know that. And maybe they do. I don't know. I tell them all the time through, you know, email and through live video. And even those healers, they've never bought anything from me. I don't care. They're just so dear to my heart, because they're women that truly want to make a difference, make an impact. And um, their stories just keep me moving. They really do. I mean, there's days with depression and anxiety, I don't want to get out of bed. I always do. And I was talking to my therapist and she's like, you always look like you're so good. You're always put together just fine. What do you mean? And I'm like, I hide it really well because I want to show up, but I do show those vulnerable moments to the healers so they know I'm human. So they keep me accountable. They really do. The level that we're at, Denise, I'm sure you can agree with this. It's not about more money. I don't need anything more, right? Somebody said to me the other day, don't talk about that when it comes to money because that's that's saying you don't need more and you can do more with more money. I said, I'm going to make more money because I can do more with that money for people. But I personally, it's not like I need more money to go buy lavish things like cool. Yeah. We'll go get a bigger house if we can. We'll go do this. But I don't, uh, that's not what motivates me. And and it took me a while to figure that out. And now like I'm at peace with the joy that I'm bringing to the healers. And I, it helps me take my frustration down too, when I feel overwhelmed. Yeah. Well, when yeah. you're focused on the impact and you're focused on the passion and you're focused on the message that you have to bring the world, I find that that's when you're in the zone, you know, like the money will follow, the money will come when you're doing what you've been stirred to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have a story of someone you've worked with that kind of came in and they were all confused and then they left with like clarity and sales and success? Yeah. So um, one woman is Kimberly Olson. She runs um, the Gold Digger Girl. And when she first started working with me, I think it was in like 2016. Oh my gosh, no, 2017. I'll never forget our first call. And she said, I did a live video and this is how she found me. And it's so when she shared this, I was like in tears the other day or last month when she shared this. And she was like, you know, somebody tagged me on a video you had done and it was a hurricane was coming and you still were doing a live video on Facebook. And I was like, yeah, that's just what we do. We show up, right? And she said, well, you didn't know that I was in a place and just hearing you talk about your mission with women, it just was like a light bulb moment for me. So we ended up starting working together and um, she just has a multiple six, almost seven figure brand now. I mean, it's just, I don't take credit for all of that or any, like she just took action on everything that we talked about. But what's most powerful is now seeing her go through the moment of it's not about more money. It's, it's about bigger impact and the shift that she's made in her brand to be about more than that. That's like her up-level moment is happening to her right now. So it's, it's, it's kind of like I'm watching a replay, but I'm from the outside looking in and, and just, I'm very proud of her. I'm, I'm proud of where she's come and I'm proud of the changes that she's made for her brand because she's making a huge impact too. I love that. So if you guys are listening and you're like, I want to thrive in my business, meaning, impact, message, whatever stirs you, uh, get clear about that. Because it sounds like when we're clear about who we are and what we want and the message we bring to the world, we can shout that from the rooftops or in a hurricane on a live call and people <laughs> will hear it uh, because they're out there. They're, some of people are going to listen and be like, eh, not for me. And some people are going to say, I've been praying for this. And they're looking for you to be loud about your impact, to be loud about your message and what you really 
truly are excited to share. And the product comes second, you know, the product is second because people buy people before they buy products. So Marina, a couple last questions for you. I know that business is a marathon, you know, it's not a sprint. There may be sprints within it, but it's a long game. And so we have to keep ourselves motivated. What are some books, like your favorite books that you've read or things that you've listened to that have really helped you to level up throughout the years? The Compound Effect, I think, was the very first book that I read that was like, a, oh, okay, no instant gratification. I got that, right? So if you have not read that book, please, by Darren Hardy, like it is the jam. That was the first book that was just like in my face. The other was, oh gosh, what was Russell Brunson's first book? Now I'm like, facing on it. Oh, oh! I don't know about his first one. I just know about his newest one. <laughs> well, his newest one's amazing too. It's actually his newest one. is kind of a repeat of the other one. So I think it's Expert Secrets or something. Okay. I think that's what it's called, Expert Secrets. But um, that was in branding where it kind of gave me a big picture of like, okay, if you want to make a million dollars, you've got to be able to reverse engineer that. You've got to know this, this, and this. And that was kind of like my first online digital marketing introduction to, mm-hmm. oh, I have to do a thing called a funnel. What is that? Right. So that was a little scary. But now that, you know, here we are 100 years later and we're like, oh, we're good. Right. So everything's going to be scary in the beginning. But those are the first two books that I think you're going to get started in branding. Like you need to read both of them. This is a long, long haul. You know, I feel like I built my brand very, very fast. But I will be clear that I worked my tail off. I made sure I showed up on every social media platform. I found systems to make it work. And, you know, for six months, I probably didn't sleep a lot. You know, that's just the way it is. But I wouldn't change it for the world because I'm so grateful for what I have now. Absolutely. So what is one thing you do every day that you couldn't live without? Um, Let's see. One is, you know, making sure I take my daughter to school, my nine-year-old, and then playing with my little one on the floor, my nine-month-old. So I play with her on the floor. Those are like the two things that are most important to me. After that, the very first thing I do is personal development of some sort. So it's like usually 20 minutes, 30 minutes of something that's going to put me in the right state. You know, Tony Robbins talks about being in the right state whenever you do whatever, And we know that when you're branding or building businesses, there's going to be obstacles. You know, your Facebook could get shut down, just saying. Um, And then how are you going to pivot? And so one of the most important things is my brains because of the depression, because of the anxiety. I haven't always been great at taking care of that. And that is a priority in 2020 for me is making sure my brain is in the right place. So then my heart can follow. And so those are the most important things for me in the morning. Awesome. I love it. What is one thing that you're doing right now that you are most excited about? We are planning our very first live event and I am so nervous, but I'm so excited about it. This is that level up moment that I was supposed to do last year, but I had a baby. So and I think that was a little bit of, a, oh, I'm having a baby. So we're not going to have an event. And I was okay with that. And now I'm like, oh, there's no excuse. So that is what we're excited about for the end of this year. Awesome. Awesome. There's really, I mean, as much as we love Zooms and conference calls and social media and live videos, it does not replace the power of being in the room and hugging and hanging out and asking questions and just feeling the energy you do like you walk away shifted and changed. So that'll be really amazing for your community. I'm excited about it. 
Awesome. Well, Marina, thank you so much for sharing a bit of your wisdom, your systems. You know, I think you have a very heartfelt, not just company, but brand and, and everything that you're doing is really based on helping other people grow. And when you've got that, like there's no way to lose, you know, like you will, we will continue to win. Get your Facebook back up. Everything yes. will be fine. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm getting messages over here. So maybe it's back up. I don't know. <laughs> that would be awesome. That we, we created miracles during this call. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Well, thank you so much again. And um, I know you have a freebie because you want to help other people get their message out. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So first off, thank you for letting me share this. I think it's awesome. So whether you're network marketing or building a brand, Instagram is definitely a place where I feel you can really connect with complete strangers and it's not weird. So I teach my 333 method in this free training for you guys of just how I quickly connect 15, 20 minutes a day with humans, You know how you can get them to learn more about you without being spammy and without feeling weird and awkward. And I think as an introvert, like I needed that. So um, I share that 333 training with you guys in this, in this quick little training. Awesome. So go to momsandheels.com forward slash storygram. I'll post it in the comments or in the description box, you guys. Momsandheels.com forward slash storygram yep. um, to learn really how to how to get your personality and your message across in social media because that matters. So thank you so much. I so appreciate hearing from you and I am just grateful for your time today. Thank you for having me. Bye. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. And remember to dream big.